It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Match Wrestling episode 355, the final all-audio episode of Match Wrestling. For next week, we're going Vigia. God dang Vigia. This is your captain speaking along with LFA Moses Marquez. Together, we make the Cap and Mo show. Top of the morning. It's uh, the end of an era. Both both in AEW and on Max. True. We're on to factual, bigger very factual statements. Brighter things. So, coming up this week, Cody Rhodes is still a heel who thinks he's a face. WWE gets smacked down by COVID. Day one predictions and Tony says adios. Mm-hmm. But first, we kick off the show by going back in time. Here's what happened this week in wrestling history. Christmas Eve, the 24th, 1986, Pero Aguayo won the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship for the sixth time at a UWA house show in Mexico City. He was stripped of the title after two months due to a controversial finish in a defense against Villano III. It sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> uh, from when I saw, Villano then won the vacant championship mm-hmm. um, in a rematch against Pero. On Christmas Day, December 25th, 2017, WWE made the controversial decision to run Raw live on Christmas Day, where Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins defeated the bar for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I mm. very, 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 very well remember how outraged everybody was that they were making everybody work on Christmas Day. You bastards. Uh, December 26, 1983, Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund for the WWE World Championship at Madison Square Garden. This was the last title change in WWE's relationship with the NWA and was also the reign that was ended by Hulk Hogan a month later to give birth to Hulkamania. Oh no. (laughs) Why'd you do that, brother? (laughs) And Iron Sheik has hated Hulk Hogan ever since. Oh yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, December 27th, 1993. Ric Flair put his career on the line and defeated Big Van Vader for the WCW World Championship at Starcade 10th Anniversary. On the mm-hmm. same night, Steve Austin defeated Dustin Rhodes in a 2 out of 3 falls match for the WCW US Championship. Mm-hmm. And on the same day, two years later at Starcade, Ric Flair won the World Championship again defeating Lex Luger and Sting to earn an immediate title shot, which he won against the champ, Randy Savage. Love it. Starcade in the early 90s sounds loaded. It always was. Well, Starcade is their WrestleMania. Yeah. So it was always a big, giant show. And then, like, I think they were always good from, like, I would... Uh, I want to say they were like constant great ones from like 80, I want to say 88, I was going to say like 87, I want to say like 88 to like 90, I want to say like 93. Yeah, well, I got a couple. It depends. We got a couple more coming but, up. Uh, go. December 27th, 1998, Goldberg's undefeated streak finally came to an end at Starcade when he was tased by Scott Hall and pinned by Kevin Nash for the WCW World Championship. You bastard. <laughs> oh, man. 
Ah, December 28th, 1997. Amazing build-up, shitty finish. Sting versus Hogan at Starcade for the WCW World Championship. Uh, Sting did win, but was later stripped of the title before defeating Hogan in a rematch at Super Brawl 8. Mm-hmm. Shitty, shitty finish. Seriously, the build-up was incredible for this match. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and, that was that was WCW. And then they shit the bed. Uh, I wish I can come up with a good enough excuse, and I can't. <laughs> Uh, December 29th, 1996, after Ric Flair was forced to vacate the championship due to an injury, Eddie Guerrero defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a tournament final at Starcade to become the WCW US Champion. He never won the title again until it was reactivated by WWE in 2003, where Eddie again won a tournament final against Chris Benoit to become the first US Champion of the WWE era. Mm-hmm. And kind of history it's not really history until next week but still December 29th 1998 Mankind defeated The Rock for the WWE Championship on a Raw taping however the result would later be leaked by WCW the night it aired on January 4th causing themselves to lose the Monday Night War forever I was gonna say I was like that fucking channel clicks I said excuse me he's doing what (laughs) everybody went Tony Schiavone's infamous line that'll put butts in seats and it did. And it did. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I love you, but it did. Uh, and fine. Well, we got two more. Uh, today in history, in 2013, Daniel Bryan defeated Luke Harper and Eric Rowan back-to-back before defeating Bray Wyatt by DQ on New Year Raw. This show also opened with CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Ooh, not bad. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, I mean, the the gauntlet match Brian was in against the Wyatt family must have been good because I just looked at my Facebook memories this morning and apparently I just posted Daniel fucking Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, this is how I know it was good. Like, history's telling me it was good. Yes. My own Facebook's like, hey, I need you to mention this today. All right, you got it. <laughs> uh, and finally, a year ago today, AEW dedicated an entire episode of Dynamite to the late Brody Lee, who had tragically passed away just a few days before. Mm-hmm. Wow, been a year. Um, we miss you, Brody. But birthdays this week on the twenty fourth. I didn't notice on Christmas Eve it was Pat Buck's birthday. He was thirty seven, and Chris Hero turned forty two. Uh, I'm sure some people remember this. It's also Miro's birthday on Christmas Day, on December twenty fifth. Miro turned thirty six, and Wildcat Chris Harris turned forty eight. On December twenty sixth, Warhorse turned twenty nine. I thought he was younger. Um, right. The hardcore wrestling, well, WWE fans will remember Midian. He turned 53, specifically naked Midian, running willy-nilly through the streets. Thank you, sir. On December 27th, Zelina Vega turned 31. Cesaro turned 41. Goldberg turned 155. Fucking A right. This one caught me off guard because I don't know who the hell it is, um, and the profile doesn't seem to know who it is either. But apparently there is a wrestler who turned 38, called Flash Thompson. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the name of the bully in Spider-Man. I believe so. There's actually a wrestler called Flash Thompson. He was inspired by the human spider and bone saw. Um, kind of badass. <laughs> on December 28th, Rachel Ellering turned 29 and Taryn Terrell turned 36. 
El Desperado turned 38 on December 29th and Justin Roberts turned 42. And happy birthday today to Ray Phoenix, who is 30, Laredo Kid, 34, Eddie Edwards, 37, and PCO, 53. Sweetness. All right. So I guess we're kicking off the week with Rampage on Friday, where Cody Rhodes became a three-time TNT champion, defeating Sammy Guevara. Because he's still a heel who thinks he's a face. Like okay, so I've I've said this on re- I probably on record here on Max. I I know I've said it in the TSK for sure, but I I, I thought lo- Sammy losing it relatively quick probably wouldn't hurt him. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? You're over as a some bitch anyway. It's not that big of a deal. But then you get but then it, he loses it to Cody, and I'm like. Okay, you know what? I take back what I said. I I mean, I, I kind of get it because they're just doing everything possible to have Cody piss people off because when he finally does turn heel, nobody's going to cheer because they hate the guy so much. Yeah, but he's fucking Corey Cena right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, and how much did people hate Cena when he was winning everything? Oh, God. I hate him now sometimes. No, not really. He's He's, I don't know. When when you're not all up in my face all the time, like I don't mind you, but it's like yeah, I, I hate the heel tease though. Thing like cause it's like okay, like Cody can actually be a heel and he should be a heel from time to time, or actually not time to time. He should be a heel now. You know what I mean? Stop teasing it, make it happen. You know what I mean? What 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 harm is it going to cause? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean on on Dynamite last night. First of all, I'm surprised the new TNT champion wasn't on the last Dynamite of TNT. Yeah, a little surprising. But uh, Sammy was there during the break with his little cue card saying he's uh, he's not finished with Cody. Oh no, he's coming back for that ass. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So, I don't know. People are telling me that Sammy's going to try to... I guess he's going to take a little bit of a hiatus or something. Really? That's what I'm hearing. I don't know if any of this shit is true. I uh, I, I guess the this, this, the stuff with him and Ty has gotten like out of hand. So I don't know. Maybe maybe people are just full of shit. That's that's a very big possibility. She, she just seems to be taking it on the chin. Like she just doesn't give a fuck. She's still posting pictures of them together and stuff. Yeah, you're telling me. Dude. I mean, look, who cares? I mean, she's she's at the point where it's like it is what it is. Like if people are gonna think we're together, then fuck it, we're fucking together, and there's nothing they you know mm. are gonna say or do about the shiz. Right. Well, um, good for them. Yeah. So SmackDown to Raw. Apparently, there was some cases of COVID, which kept some people off the show. Um. Um, Seth Rollins okay, all but confirmed had it. COVID. I I Whatever. I haven't seen SmackDown or Raw, obviously, so I don't know who was on the show and who wasn't. All I saw was that Seth pretty much all pretty much all but confirmed that he wasn't that that uh, COVID has ruined his Christmas. COVID has ruined many of folks' yeah. Christmas <laughs> Like COVID has not been nice to nobody. Like. Hell, it's like I, I, I swear to God, I feel like maybe we end up getting in by we. I mean, me and mine's over here, 
we it's 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 literally like you went and you enjoyed yourself for Christmas. You're like, oh hey, we saw the family. Oh, it's been great. But are we fucking sick? I think we're fucking sick. Mm. It's terrible. It's getting. It's coming after everybody. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing right, but somehow I managed to survive the whole thing and still am. Smart man. I mean, lucky for me, I'm I'm the same way. Um, the terrible thing is, is my poor wife. She's not. She's yeah. she's gotten it twice already, which is terrible. Because first, the first time she got it was before COVID was a thing. Yeah. And then the second time, uh, was literally as we were coming back from vacation. Like, way to end your vacation. That's the thing. People are doing the same stuff I'm doing. I'm like, why the fuck are you sick and I'm not? I. Right? That's a very good question. I mean, I have I have my theories. Mine mainly has to do with my, my extracurricular activities. Mm. They, they, um, there's many studies that say the uh, the stuff that, uh, that Matt Riddle likes to ingest, him and MSK... <laughs> Uh, actually does lots of protection to your lungs because it creates a mucus barrier. Well, in my case, I'm putting it down to whiskey. Attaboy. Um, but we di- we, we digress. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get into WWE more a little bit later because we're going to be predicting day one um, without actually watching anything. So that's good. <laughs> but um, oh, That ought to be fun. Uh, before we get into more AEW, um, you have watched NXT. I haven't. Um, I I did see that Grayson Waller showed up on Raw to kind of get an AJ Styles face. I mean, they kind of had to. They had they had nobody. It was going to be yeah. one of those like NXT invasion <laughs> shows anyway. Except so, all the good ones are gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the dude just comes out and just pretty much just he talks shit. You know what I mean? I was that was his whole thing. He's uh, I don't know. Something about the fucking Grayson Waller effect. I, I tend not to listen to this kid. Like he gets kind of annoying. And then you know what? I was more distracted by his fucking get up. I'm like, look at here. He came out looking like fucking GI bro. Oh, Swear yeah. to God. Swear to God. I was like, okay, GI bro over here. Like two distra- He was basically just talking all kinds of shit. Um. Who's the kid that came out? I actually kind of like this guy. Odyssey Jones, big old fucking guy. He came out and ends up calling him a bitch. He was like, oh, yeah, whatever, run away, you're a bitch. And he's like, oh, you want some of me? And I'm like, oh, really? Like, you're getting ready to fucking run away, you dork. (laughs) But they end up having, like, I don't want to say it was like a good match. It was fine. I just, I had no fucking idea that fucking Waller's finisher was like a goddamn stunner. So, I mean, like, that's fine. And then apparently him and AJ are going to have a match at uh, New Year's Evil. Yeah. okay. Right. Well, well the, the Grayson Waller effect, is that pretty much Rahipnol? I think. I, I, you know, I don't know. Creepy looking dude. He's weird. It's, it's and I don't want to say like in a good way. I just, like, I don't get, I, it, he's trying a little too hard on his promos. I mean, I know they're feeding him shit. Maybe he's just not – he's just not believable for me when it comes down to promo stuff. His in-ring work is super smooth. I mean, I'm not going to bag on the guy in-ring. He's relatively good. I mean, I I don't know how green he is or isn't. You know, he's entertaining. I I enjoyed his match with Odyssey Jones. I just don't – 
he talks and I blank out. Well, I mean, people who work with AJ Styles tend to get over and, you know, get showcased. So I wonder if it was AJ who wanted to work with him. I hope so. Maybe AJ saw something in him. I was going to say, right, yeah, maybe the old, uh, what's it, the old grizzled vet. We'll see. AJ knows his shit. That he does. Until it comes to the shape of the earth. Hey. That's okay. He knows. He knows know about a lot of other stuff. But it's okay. Yeah, he defies gravity, so it's it's fine. It's fine. Um. All right. We'll make an exception. So, uh, New Year's Smash was great. Mm-hmm. Um. It kicked off with the uh, huge multi multi man tag team match. It was fun. Yeah. You know what? I I know you're not a huge fan of. Matt Howdy, but he seems to be aging backwards. I was just gonna say, I was like, can this fucking guy pick a fucking persona? <laughs> like, can, what are you doing, bub? Like, are you delete? Are you big money, Matt? Are you? I don't know what you're doing. And I feel like he's reverting back to uh, to to delete because that honestly just means Jeff is on the way. Yeah, he seems to change a gimmick every time he has a kid. <laughs> you know, I didn't think of it like <laughs> so, that. So he's I really did not about five like times. That. Jeez, that's a excellent way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Every time one comes out, he just reboots. I oh, mean, boy. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, we're looking at at least three months, I think, before Jeff is able to sign. Is that the what the 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 but the, 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 what you call it? I think his no oh, yeah, the non-compete runs out in March. 90 day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 90 day. Yeah, 90 days. So it's three months. Oh, well, he's he's doing concerts. Yeah. Yeah, he, he that did apparently a are selling. great cover of No More Words. Hey, good for him. <clears throat> I'm not going to listen to that shit. Are you not a, you're not a Pyrex Wygen fan? No, I'm good. Fair enough. I know Travis is. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, Tra- sure Travis probably to to there. The yeah, I was gonna say it's, he's in the front row. <laughs> Yo, Jeff, what's up, bro? Oh man. Um. So our prediction came to fruition for the TBS Championship. The final is, of course, Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. But uh, what we didn't predict was a little surprise that got us there in the shape of Mercedes Martinez. Hey, good for fucking her. Good for her. Get out of that company. She shows up. She's going to be an even bigger star in AEW. I mean, she's not. Uh, she's she's an upper echelon talent. What's the terminology? The fun word I like to use. Upper mid Carter. Hmm. You know what I mean? She's definitely somebody who could be in like title contention, or even at one point in time be be the mean champion. I mean the big heel mean champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has that capability. So it's like. I'm I'm happy, and you know, but it's like I think somebody was bitching about her on fucking Twitter, like, oh, what well, what the hell is she gonna do? Where what the fuck is uh, Ruby? Or no, they were talking about yeah. uh, somebody else. But it's like, well, where's Ruby? What is Ruby doing? I'm like, first off, dude, Ruby is in a way better spot now than she's ever been in WWE. Okay, regardless if she, you know, she's probably gonna end up losing, and that's fine. It's totally fine because their their stories are going to make sense. But then she's not going to be fucking buried 
all day long on fucking TV by the quote-unquote names of the company. Right, and like she debuted and instantly got into a title feud with Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Did well. As um, I think it was, it was Robert that posted it, right? I think as he said, if you actually watched the freaking show, you would know this. Yeah, but motherfuckers, that's that's the problem. You know, they want to they want to bark about the show from the outside looking in. I, that's why I tend not to try to bark about fucking Raw and SmackDown. I don't watch the shit. Right. I'll, I'll I'll bitch and complain about NXT because I'm wasting my time with some of it. You know, some <laughs> of it's good, some of it's just the hottest of garbage. It's literally going back to the nineties. You're gonna get some bad. You're gonna get some good. Some of the good may be really fucking good, and some of the bad is going to be really fucking bad. And by really fucking bad, I mean... That, now I was going to say Grayson Waller, but not Grayson Waller. That, that still sounds like an improvement on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of wasted time, uh, wasting your time with NXT like CM Punk's wasting his time with MJF, apparently. I mean, if they're going to blow this feud off that quickly, I mean, I guess... No, I, I, I see. Like, I think it's Punk and Wardlow that are both in the ladder match, and mm-hmm. there was a whole segment backstage where MJF pretty much revealed to Wardlow that in his contract it says he has to surrender any championships to MJF. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> fucking, he tells Sean Spears, he's all, "Hey, go get fucking Mark," and Mark comes in, reads his contract off, and he's just like, "Yeah." He's like, you're trying to build a brand or whatever, just like I am with Jade. And he's like, yeah, get out. All right. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Spears, disappear. Okay. Oh, yeah, disappear. <laughs> um, so uh, Punk then pretty much alluded to spoiling MJF's plan. So I kind of see that happening. Um, and then MJF and Punk officially squaring off at the next pay-per-view, which I believe is Revolution. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I I don't know how many people are going to disagree with this shit. Why doesn't he go beat Cody? Who, Punk? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to fucking bullshit about this MJF feud, go beat Cody. Because MJF's his overall goals, he wants to hold both belts, right? Right. He wants to be a double champ. Well, be a double champ by going through me. Have Punk be that fucking stepping stone for him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see Punk and Cody facing off at some point anyway. Right. Especially Why once, not sooner uh, rather than later? Especially once Cody goes full heel and we got... Punk as I mean, Uber face. I'm I'm gonna be fucking for real here in two weeks, or um, is it two weeks or next? Was it next uh, fucking Saturday? Yeah, the next battle week. of the belts or whatever. Yeah. Who the fuck is who's who's going against Cody? Is it Sammy? I mean, if they're gonna go back that quick, I don't know if they're gonna go that quick. If they're not gonna go that quick, I say fucking throw Punk in there for real. I'm this is I'm fucking for real about this shit. Make fucking MJF go through Punk to win the TNT title. Then you get this fucking super duper rub from Punk. When we now fucking Hangman, Hangman as, as over as he is, dude, this guy beat Punk, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
The uh, the only match we know about so far for Battle of the Belts is Baker and Riho. Which ought to be fun. Yeah. And it's only, I mean, it's only a one-hour show. Lose. Yeah, I'm sorry. Riho's going to lose. I've like... So who was uh, who was complaining about? Somebody was already complaining about Thunder Rosa being buried. I think no, I think it was kind of Harold. He was kind of real, really upset about the ending. And I was like, first off, it, it works perfectly, and it, and it does it suck. Yeah, I was like, but unfortunately, they're they're beating her down just to turn around and raise her up. I've said it a million times already, and I'm probably exaggerating on the actual million number, but I've said <laughs> it as many times as, as as I can try to remember that. Thunder Rosa is the only person that can beat Britt Baker for that title. There's nobody else in that fucking company right now, right this fucking second, that should have that privilege of beating Britt more. Yeah, and definitely not Jade. It, not Jade, sorry. It, it, it's, it, it's Thunder Rosa or it's nobody. Dead ass. Like, that's, it's like... It's like when Hangman was gonna get the belt. It's either it's either he wins or we fucking riot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so you probably understood the joke better than I did. I, I had to Google it. Um, Punk laying down the whole Tim Tebow line on MJF. Oh my god! Oh, I popped so hard. I popped so hard. He tells him he's oh you know you're. A fucking almost as big a waste of money as Tim Tebow was. Now, for the people that don't, for the wrestling fans that don't get the joke, let me give ahead, go ahead and give you some uh, <laughs> some knowledge for you one time. For if you do not know who Tim Tebow is, Tim Tebow is a former quarterback from the University of Florida. He was a guy that almost won the Heisman Trophy twice. The last guy to to win that is a guy by the name of Bo Jackson. Okay, Bo Jackson was the last person to win. Two Heisman trophies. It's 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 not an easy feat. It's been it's only done once in a fucking generation. Well, him and the former coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, well, they had a beautiful connection because that was that was Florida. Florida was Urban Meyer. Tim Tebow goes to the NFL, gets drafted by the Broncos. He does mediocre, doesn't work out as a quarterback, mainly because he's built like a fullback. Blah 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 blah. Going into technicalities. Long story short. Urban Meyer comes to the NFL, and now Tim Tebow wants to play football again. Luckily for the people out there, he decides he doesn't want to be a quarterback anymore. He wants to be a tight end. Now, if anybody knows anything about football, um, let me give you a quick comparison on uh, like what a okay. So a tight end is a is a is a fun combination of an offensive lineman and a wide receiver. So not only is their job to block. And block well, but they also need to catch, like a like a receiver, and be able to run away and break tackles. And it's it's a hard fucking job. Okay, it's a hard job. Uh, some of the best tight ends in the league are guys that are like six foot five, between six foot five, six foot eight, two hundred and forty to two hundred and seventy five pounds. Okay, that's about the average size of a of a of a good tight end in the NFL. Fucking Tim Tebow is barely 6'1", 6 foot at best, and he's maybe 230 pounds, 240 pounds. He was getting hit left and right, couldn't hold a block to save his life. But they signed him because Urban Meyer had to have his boy. So, a.k.a., they brought him in, he literally played one preseason game, and then they fired him. 
So they paid a bunch of money to have this guy show up, get thrown around, and say bye bye, see you later. No, I think he played two preseason games. But still, that's it's 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 fucking mind boggling. Yeah. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargo. I gotta talk about it. I gotta do it because I gotta give I gotta give due where it's due. And uh, this is the best fucking match I've ever seen Jade have. Mm-hmm. Bar none. Best match she's ever had. Uh, Thunder Rosa carried the shit out of her. But it was it was a little bit more than that. It was a little bit more than that. Jade is uh, somebody somebody has been in her ear telling her how to sell a little bit better. And that's been helpful. And her moves are a little more fluid. And it's things are starting to click for her. You know, I call it maybe it's this tournament being able to have it to go out there and really work with workers. I mean, that's the best way to improve in this business. Go out there and actually have to do it in front of a crowd. You're going to either look like shit or you're going to look good. And this week she looked really good. So, like, I mean, perfect ending. Like I said, sets up uh, Britain Thunder Rosa for down the line without nobody giving a shit at this current moment. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to be great here. It's good. It's just good stuff, man. Yeah. Like, what is there not to like about this fucking show? And I, I also want from the Rosa to continue doing the whole X twenty three thing because that was badass. Yes. Fucking great, fucking uh, goddamn gimmick tonight. That was awesome. The bang, there was the fucking claws and everything. Yeah. Maybe keep them on in the match. <laughs> You well, might help mean. you out a little bit. <laughs> that's just mean, but I love it. <laughs> so, but we got to talk about the obvious thing about, I mean, I, I know I'm jumping right to the main because there's really not that much more in the background. Um, besides, obviously, them pumping the world title match for next week on TBS. I hope they don't open the show with it. I would rather them end the show yeah. with it. You know what I mean? I, like, I think they will this time. Yeah, do it proper, you know what I'm saying? But the fucking deception already, it fucking Kyle ain't been there but a week, and there's already deception within the fucking elite about, um, well, fucking Kyle hasn't even said hi to us, the goddamn young, the <laughs> jealous young bucks. I love these guys. The jealous young bucks are fucking jealous of, of goddamn Kyle O'Reilly because he hasn't told them hi. Yeah, and, and the sarcasm from Kyle. Oh, hi, Nick. Oh yeah! Oh, hi, man. <laughs> beautiful stuff. It's and 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 people like some people are scratching their head. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And by those people scratching their head, I'm talking about like, you know, those fucking WWE marks that are. Oh well, isn't it supposed to just go beautifully together in the blah 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 blah? If you guys don't know like the stories of like BTE and how like the whole Bullet Club beat the shit out of Kyle because Adam Cole and all this other shit. Like, if you don't know that background, you're not going to get this immediate animosity between the Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly. If you don't know your fucking history, go back and do some fucking history. Kyle O'Reilly is not a WWE guy. Go watch the shit from Ring of Honor in New Japan. I think I think like, you could have stopped it if you don't know stories. That's, like, you know what? That you're absolutely right on that one. If you don't know fucking storytelling... Because and then the great they have a story within the story already, yeah, which is fan fucking fantastic. I love it because there's a little bit of deception between Kyle and Adam, but then 
it's covered up by the overall giant deception of the fucking of the Bucks not trusting Kyle and oh and, and Adam's trying to play the fucking peacemaker, but you gotta trust Kyle. I fucking love this. It's gonna be so awesome when they break up. And we get the huge trios match. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah. And then oh dude, I fucking my heart filled with warmth seeing Kyle and Bobby Fish come out to the Red Dragon theme. I was like, oh. 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 Yeah, they, they also stole my intro again. video. Like, I get good things again. <laughs> good stuff. It's great stuff. Uh, we we got a debut and a return. The debut of Colin Delaney, which I, I, I will admit I did pop a little bit for. Colin Delaney uh, was infamously the really, really skinny guy in WWE ECW who got his ass kicked by Tommy Dreamer. Did I miss something? He was Wardlow's uh, puppet oh, this week. Oh, okay. He, he was I'm Wardlow's sorry, punching when, when, bag for the week. I was going to say, when I see Wardlow go out there and just kill a man, I'm just like, okay, cool, you're going to go, you're going to kill a man. And he he killed a man. Yeah. Um, Four power bombs. And then I love Sean Spears. He's just like, oh, my poor guy's hurt. He's going to walk away. <laughs> Whoop, there's a chair shot. Wham! And I'm like, you're a fucking certified asshole. Where, where has this Sean Spears been for the last three years? Serious? Well, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. But I really want to say they wanted to make him serious, and I get that. And the serious factor just, it, it fucking, it fell so goddamn flat. So goddamn flat. And and now they're just telling him, go out there and be a fucking dork. Yeah. And he's and it's working beautifully. I don't get it. Why yeah, exactly. Where the fuck has this been? This guy could have been even more over right now with this goofy fucking thing he's doing. Yeah. And and as for Wardlow, his his star is a climbing. I mean he's a fucking powerhouse. He's he's a fucking hoss of all hosses. He's my favorite hoss in the whole company right now. I really like him the most. Uh, I'm loving that he, they're mainly just giving him squash matches because anytime he's going to get a real match with somebody, it's going to mean a lot. Yeah. This is the Sting push. For those that don't get what like that reference, dude, Sting back in when he first started, I want to say like eighty, I want to say like eighty five, eighty six. Sting was a he went out there and he would squash dudes and that's how they got him over and then that was uh, it was him and uh, uh, the ultimate warrior as the blade runners you know what I mean they were squashing dudes because they were big massive strong guys and you had to make them look strong so you can go out there squash motherfuckers yeah and mm-hmm. they, they've been teasing the breakup between him and MJF for at least a year now that long, that long-term storytelling. <laughs> uh, one thing I forgot to mention from Rampage, um, because it, we saw a highlight package on Dynamite, but uh, Hook second match was I gotta say even more impressive than his first one. Like the first one, he oh, showed a lot of match skills, but against Bronson, Bear Bronson, he just showed incredible strength for his size. Fucking Hook, bro! Like. So I, I I have my my Fridays I tend to try to spend with you know, the fam or whatever try to I mean I I normally want to hang out with the TSK and and it tends to 
unfortunately lean the other way because it's like by the time I remember, oh shit, Rampage is on at seven o'clock. I forget, you know what I mean? But I always go back and I always watch it, and I ask the boys, hey, okay, is like, is this go- worth going back? They don't ever want to spoil nothing, so I, I had no idea Cody had won when I watched the show, which was t- perfect for me. But they were like, um, it was an all right show. But, of course, Hook dominated, and that's the thing you have to watch the most. So I basically, like, I didn't give a fuck about the opener. I fucking skipped the opener, which I think was, like, Isaiah Cassidy against, I think, like, Santana or something. I was like, yeah, whatever, fuck this shit. And and I went right to fucking Hook and Bear Bronson, and this guy's fucking, like, one-arm suplexing him. Yeah. And I'm like, What? Brother, you're like 170 soaking wet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking Bear Bronson's like 300 plus. He's easy or probably close to 300. He's probably a good easy 280, 290 then if yeah. he's not 300. Uh, Tad's exaggerated a little bit, said he was like 400 pounds. Beautiful. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's that's hey, bro. When my if, if I'm a if I'm a proud dad on commentary, you're goddamn right. I'm hyping everything up. That guy's 700 pounds. <laughs> Lifted him up with one hand. Look at that guy. <laughs> I, I can it's absolutely hear dad. Taz saying that. He's, he's a fucking proud dad. Come on. Are you that, kidding me? That'd be right to be Hook. The hype for Hook is real. It really is, though. It really, really is. I mean, they're, they're, they're using him perfectly. He's the fucking hidden assassin of Team Taz. You know what I mean? And the thing is... Is, is people are already clamoring like I've seen like the fucking memes of like uh, of the the people want Hook to hold all the belts and then it's like Stephanie McMahon like nah fuck that shit and then uh, it's all of a Cody with all the belts and she's like smiling and I'm like ah fuck that <laughs> but it's like obviously people are super into Hook to the point where they want him to have gold but it's not necessary he's literally getting over by showing up to the ring with this fucking just one of a kind theme just beautiful shit Axon Bronson's a fucking man I got his cookbook that's how badass he is he's and he just fucking comes down he turns his fucking back to you which is like I, I want to get mad at but it's like this fucking kid with the fucking ball sack the size of New York goddamn city Turns his back on a fucking damn near 300-pounder. Goes out there, throws him around, pins him, and gets the fuck out. I fucking love this kid. I fucking love this kid. Badass. He's going to be huge. Like, this is the thing with AEW, dude. Yes, I understand that there are some, like, low-level indie dudes that have come in, like a Fuego, that, you know, they're really not getting a lot. But are you trying to tell me that these fucking stupidly young kids, these kids in their fucking 20s, they're not getting the publicity and getting over to that degree? You got fucking... Like, we've talked about this the third fucking week. We've talked about it. The four or five pillars of a a fucking, you know, (laughs) AEW. I have no idea how old Britt Baker is. Uh, But if you're telling me she's under 30, I'd believe you. I don't think she's under 30. Well then, well there you go. But I mean, like, uh, isn't I believe Danny Garcia is in her thirty? She she is thirty. She is thirty. Okay, she'll be thirty-one. She's on the bar, if you will. 
Because it's like, how many, well, I, I don't want to bring up the E and think about how many stars under 30 they have because the answer to that is zero. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking think hard. But it's like, they're literally just building up the youngest of stars in such a great way. I thought about this the other day because, um, who the fuck asked me? It was one of my, uh, one of my coworkers, super huge WWE guy, and he was talking about, um, because he had saw, uh, what was it? I think it was All In, where what what uh, what pay per view did did Rey Mysterio do do work with with like the AEW guys? Or was that oh. a New Japan show? I have no idea. Probably was in, I'm thinking I might have think be thinking different or whatever. He was he was talking about Rey Mysterio outside of WWE, and I was like I got intrigued, so I got, I couldn't remember what match he was speaking about. And he he was going on and on, and then he was saying like, well, do you think he would show up in AEW? I'm like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe his contract expires at some point in time. I have no idea when it ends, but I would be more intrigued with Dominic going over because again look at what they're doing with these kids that are fucking 30 and under building them like nobody's business taking what they do best and using it to their advantage yeah allowing them to get over with what they know how to do you're going to learn other shit along the way because that's how this company works that's how this business works but let's let's emphasize what you're good at you know what I mean? Why do you think MJF fucking only talked for like a fucking year? I swear to God, all the guy did talk, all he did was talk for a year. And what did it do? Garner enough heat that made you want to see him wrestle. When he wrestled, he backed up what he did. Oh, yeah. Now now he's fucking, now he's internationally loved and hated at the same time. I was, I was saying it the other day, I swear to God, the guy has one of the most fucking used TikTok sounds in TikTok right now. His promo on fucking Cincinnati. <laughs> the whole mid promo is literally a fucking commonly used sound on TikTok right now. Wow. So to tell me that this guy is not over like a son of a bitch, you know what I mean? It's, 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 but it's like if they're doing that with MJF, you know, Jungle Boy already has a following. Darby has his own following. Brett has. So again, what is there to hate about this place? God, I don't get people. Gotta love, but I mean, like, I would love the idea of, like, Dominic, though. Like, I also get antsy, not antsy, I get intrigued with every single fucking, like, possible free agent. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see a Laredo kid. I would love to see Roosh. I would love to see fucking Jonathan Gresham. You know what I mean? just the fucking list of dudes in this company because they help guys flourish. Ugh. Uh, Ray Mysterio had a brief stint in New Japan in 2018. That's what it probably was. Uh, I think, well, no, I think what it was is he was supposed, no, he was supposed to be in that all-out match. Or it was all-in. The one with Laredo Kid, that sixth man. Yeah, he was. I think he was supposed to be in that one, but then ended up signing with the E. Huh. I believe that's correct. Well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. 
something like that. I gotta look that shit up. Um, well, as far as the return goes from Dynamite, we had uh, Chris Jericho return, and oh yeah, it took me by surprise because I predicted he was gonna return uh, to help Sammy. Yeah, no, but um, no, comes out. Oh no, see, I'm right, right here. Oh, the Golden Elite versus uh, it was so it's uh, Kota Ibushi, Nick and Matt Jackson versus Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. That was the match he was talking about. Yeah, the six man from All In. Damn it, Ray. Um, so Ray comes to, uh, not Ray, Jericho comes <laughs> to save Santana and Ortiz. Um, and immediately there's a little bit of tension between him and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have Santana and Ortiz on a pole match. You know, you know what? That's hilarious. But you're that's maybe. I mean, I kind of want to already see uh, Jericho and Kingston because I feel like that's one of those ones we have. No, we have seen it. We have. I don't know. We have. I want to say we have. Yeah, during the whole thing when um, wasn't he there to help Mox out when they were beating the crap out of Mox? Yeah, but if they faced each other one on one, probably not. Then now that I really think about it. Uh, anyway, but still, like I'm just I'm stupidly intrigued with this whole thing. Yeah, I like the fact that Eddie Kingston is just kind of bouncing from feud to feud. Yeah, that is awesome. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I kind of expected the CM Punk feud to go a little bit longer, but um, and I also was expecting Eddie to be the first one to beat him, but didn't exactly go that way. True that. Yeah, it didn't work out as, as as smoothly. But I mean, let's see. I mean, I really like Eddie with fucking with with goddamn Santana and Ortiz. I do, but I also really like the inner circle, and that's what makes me like love hate this whole thing. I, that's what also makes me laugh. Why when you bring up the whole you know like Santana and Ortiz on the pole match, because I'm like you know what fuck it do it because they would be hilarious, but. Oh, the, the great thing about the inner circle is they all keep like going their separate ways, but not officially splitting up, and then just you know randomly get back together. Mm-hmm. So like the inner circle's still going; they may not all be in the same place at the same time, but they're all they're always still a team. Yeah, very, yeah they are still a team. Um, so finally, I think there's one more thing for us to talk about from Dynamite, and I gotta be honest, I fucking loved it. Um, Dan Lambert's segment. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't think about this shit sooner. Bro, why does this guy pull not a single fucking punch? Oh my god. He goes out, he's fucking ripping. He is ripping Brandy a new one, calling her a stripper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got my stripper names mixed up. Uh, fucking Scorpio Sky can't hold himself up. He's laughing so fucking hard. He's flailing along <laughs> all over the ring. Great stuff. Goddamn Ethan Page, you and fucking Ricky Starks guys kill me. Get some longer pants and put on some fucking socks, please. Goddamn. But killing me. Honestly, I think I I don't know if I said this in the group or just to Travis, but I I, I honestly think Brandy gets a little bit too much hate. You um, know what? It it's well, you know what it is. It's cheap heat. Yeah. 
but I mean, maybe maybe fair enough on the mic, but uh, not on the mic in the ring, but on the mic, she's great. <laughs> oh no, she is fucking leaps and bounds better than her mic skills are leaps and bounds better than her in ring skills. Yeah, factual fucking statements right there. She comes out, and I want—I was immediately going to talk shit. I was immediately going to talk shit and be like, oh, she's coming out here with the same exact goddamn promo that fucking uh, she cut on Jade. Yeah, but I love that you line. Know, like, who told you it's open mic night, bitch? I love that line, though. It's, it's a good line. But he's going out there. He called him a goofy-looking old man or whatever. Fucking she just ripped him. him. I, she called him a bobblehead, ugly-ass, less talented version of Paul Heyman. Beautiful. And he comes back with a great response. I actually prefer Jim Cornette. You know what? That's like a, this is this is why. And I said it in the TSK. And I'll say it right now. I'll give a shit if I get some fucking heat for it. I fucking love Dan Lambert. He is a great I deal. I fucking love this guy. You're meant to hate him. I get this. He is so goddamn old school. He, it's just so great. It reminds me, like, I'm really trying to think of, like, you know who it reminds me of? And this is probably, like, the, a terrible fucking, terrible example. Um, who is the fucking guy that used to follow around uh, uh, Rob Van Dam back in the ECW days? Oh, Bill Alfonso. That fucking guy. He remind that's 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 who Dan Lambert reminds me of. Just don't give him a whistle. Give. give I was just uh, gonna say yeah. Just don't give a fucking, a fucking whistle. whistle. Jeez. He, people who don't didn't watch ECW, you don't get it. The fucking yeah, whistle. They're like they're like who? What? Do me a favor. Look him up. There's plenty on YouTube. Plenty. Check it out. Okay. RVD in the heyday. In the heyday, this, I mean, a fucking, a puppy this guy was back then, okay? Like, th this is the RVD you need to go see. This was the RVD that was over like a some bitch when he hit WWF. Or WWE, I should say. Yeah. Um, uh, but as far as Lambert goes, uh, some of the insults to Cody, too, like, yeah, the neck tattoo, you got a tattoo of a Transformers logo. Burnt. <laughs> Burnt the fuck out. I was dead. Oh, was it? It was I'm like, what? A tattoo of a Transformers logo that even Mike Tyson thinks looks stupid. Hilarious. But Hilarious. I was like, is he wrong? No. Is he wrong? I'm asking everybody in the TSK. It's like, does anybody disagree with this man? I didn't think so. The, the only confusing thing is, like, who's the heel? Because Lambert's saying everything that the fans are thinking. <laughs> that is the worst part. Is like, who am I supposed to hate? <laughs> I don't know who Be to hate. Because, obviously, we're not supposed to cheer for Cody because they're slowly turning him heel. Yeah. But then you bring... But we're not fuck, supposed we to cheer Brandy for go out there and rip asshole. a new one then? Yeah. Yeah, he total asshole. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, I think the final line was, oh, you're a black belt? Well, I'm a black bitch. Oh, oh yeah, that shit. was a great one. I was like, oh, I'm not touching that one. come off, the earrings coming off, it's going down. <laughs> I think it was Rob. Rob's like, he was like, damn right, look at her go. Because I was like, fucking damn right. She says, she's a black bitch. She took it all out, but she was like, by the time she had everything took off, here comes goddamn Ruskin. And he's like, you know, guys, let's not have a confrontation. And then they whip his ass. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they, they pretty much just clobbered him from behind with one shot, and he's down. Yeah, well... I, mean, I get it. He, he's not a young guy anymore, but still. Must say, the guy's wrestled four decades. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Right? Now <laughs> let him off with a warning. <laughs> uh, and then the crowd booed because Lambert and... Um, what what are the team name? Of men of the year. Men of the year leave the ring, and the crowd boos because they want more action. Yeah, they probably want more fucking Dan Lambert insulting people. Yeah, can can we just get Brandy and Dan Lambert insulting each other every week? Because that was right. Let's give him like five minutes to go back and forth. That, yeah, no, that was fucking great. People, you awesome owe Brandy stuff. Rhodes an apology. Shit, I think we all do. <laughs> Shit, I do, because I used to rip on her commentary. Not her commentary, her uh, ring announcing. I was going to say her ring announcing. Back when she was Eden Styles. I think that's what got me blocked by Cody all those years ago, but he unblocked everybody when he launched AEW. Smart man. Yeah. Everything is forgiven. Please come and watch my show. Right. Ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling Podcast. And now we're gonna take it to the max. Well, uh, thank you so much to everyone that watched or listened to the Maxis Awards last week. Congratulations to all the winners, to Teddy P for the Lionheart Award, and of course to Chad Malcolm on retaining the world title against Mike Larkin, and to the Phoenix, still now a champion and new television champion. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna qu- quickly fix my mistake. He isn't technically a Grand Slam champion because the Promo League returns next year and he's still gotta win that. Oh, shit! But. Other than that, Phoenix has won everything that's uh, currently available, so good for you, Phoenix. Uh, but don't get too comfortable, because in 28 days, it's time for another Max Wrestling special event. We go retro in January, and on January 27th, we present Podcast Promo Rumble 7, the first special event of 2022, and the first special event of the Vidya era. Vidya! Uh, we will predict the 2022 Royal Rumble, the world and knowledge champions get to choose their own challengers and of course the ring of games returns on the pre-launch show to determine who gets to challenge the television champion love the ring of games and if i know ring of games is fun man it is so it's gonna be fun coming back uh it's actually fun writing the questions for ring of games because it's so unique yeah right um, if that wasn't enough, though, Cypher makes his return to do battle with someone he's never faced before. It's Cypher versus The Shape in a promo exhibition. Love it. January 27th, podcast promo Rumble 7. Go to MacRussell.net slash Rumble 7 for more information. Alright, now we have the unenviable task of predicting WWE Day 1. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Was that this weekend? It's yeah. Well, it's um. Shit. What 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 days? Uh, New Year's Day, Saturday. Yeah. 
It's on Saturday? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's on shit. New Year's Day night. Uh, Whatever. It's, it's actually the company's first pay-per-view to take place on New Year's Day. Uh, we had New Year's Revolution years back, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit further into the month. But anyway. I was going to say, it was like, yeah, wasn't that like in the middle of January? Yeah, or like maybe a week later or something. But we, Jesus, we have nine matches. Uh, wow, really? Not exactly sure how many are going to make it, but we got nine matches. <laughs> so let's kick it off. Oh, yeah, with COVID. I mean, COVID hit hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main event may even be in question, but let's let's go with Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. Because you were confused by this one last week. Because I was like, who the fuck is Madcap Moss? <laughs> And then you're like, oh, it's fucking, it's goddamn Riddick Moss. And I'm like, I really didn't put Moss and Moss together. Okay, all right, he, well. He goes by Madcap now. Whatever. Because Baron Corbin is happy Corbin. But uh, to keep it simple. I thought he was poor. How the fuck are you happy and oh, poor? Oh, he, he won um, on Bitcoin. He won loads of money on Bitcoin. Oh, fuck and Now he's you. rich. You're... <laughs> You're going to steal the Cameron Grimes spiel. That's like, exactly what he real. did, yeah. He invested money and became rich. I hate this company. <laughs> they literally did it like a week or two after Cameron Grimes won the million dollar title, I think, too. And everybody's like, have so you're literally just company? copying Cameron Grimes' storyline. Okay. Like, I get it, you're desperate and all, but for fuck's sake, put some fuck. Put some fucking effort into your shit. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. Drew McIntyre just claymores his ass. Oh, yeah, it's fucking Riddick Moss. Can, can we just make this one a, a squash match? Please? Uh, and, and speaking of squash matches, I'm assuming we're both going for Drew McIntyre. Um, the next one should be a squash match, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Challenging Damian Priest for the U.S. Championship. Why in the fuck is this old bastard still doing anything on my television set? I thought he was supposed to be a stand-up fucking comedian. Apparently he's supposed to have been a stand-up comedian for years. But um. <laughs> Cannot stand this fucking cat, bro. When my when my wife, again, who who where she gets the majority of her wrestling knowledge now after being you know with me a little bit different, but prior only got her wrestling knowledge through fucking Total Divas. Knows who fucking Dolph Ziggler is, and she and even when she like sees him on that, even he chaps her ass. So that's how much you know you're a hated man in this motherfucking household. I can't stand your bitch ass, Damian Priest. I hope he hits the fucking, what is it, the moonsault or whatever. Whoops that ass. Yeah. Make it quick. Please and thank you. Uh, Edge. Wait, wait. Are him and Bobby Roode still a tag team? Yeah, Robert Roode's going to be in his corner. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Are you kidding me? That makes, oh, my God. God, I have to say go with Ziggler then. Oh, all right. Because, uh. Uh yeah, I'm gonna. Something tells me chicanery, bro. Day one, it's not gonna be a happy pay per view or a 
network special. So fuck it. All right. Uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships. First, I fucking I'm loving this RK Bro shit. Loving it. Uh, you fucking you got goddamn Matt over there putting on fucking black trunks and taping his hands and he put on a fucking mustache. That mustache gets me though. I'm like, you know what? That that's all right. I haven't even seen fucking Street Street Profits do a hot damn thing. Yep. So yeah, keep it with the RK bro. I'm with them. Yeah, uh, they, they they're printing money right now with RK bro. They really are. Don't don't mess it up. It, it, hey, if you got Randy Orton over in 2020, <laughs> almost 2020 fucking two, <laughs> all right, don't change it. Um, okay, we're talking about Randy Orton. This motherfucker debuted when I was in high school. Okay, not even like a senior in high school. Even I was, I think I was like a sophomore. This fucking cat's been around forever. So if he's staying relevant, keep doing what you're fucking doing. Yeah. Um. Well, this match isn't gonna happen now. But apparently, for some reason, it's still listed. Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, which we haven't talked shit. about yet. But um, news broke late last night that uh, Tony Storm had been released, apparently. Then it was updated that she requested her release. Um, Good. Then it was updated that she didn't, like, pretty much request it. She just up and left. Good. That Fuck that bitches. Fuck them plays. Get, get the fuck and I was wrong, it. by the way, not to cut back to Randy Orton. This motherfucker debuted back in 2002. Oh, yeah. I, I was in middle school. Middle school. Just going to leave that out there. So. Hey, good for Tony Storm, though. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and Brett Baker yeah. immediately just tweeted a picture of Tony Storm. And everybody's already coming. I was that's who I was referring to at the beginning of this. It was everybody's referring to, uh, to 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 Tony Storm jamming to AEW, and it's like, tell me how that's wrong. And then these dumbasses out there saying that Tony Storm is WWE made, <laughs> motherfucker. If that was the truth, why'd they go get her? Why'd they pull her from the UK? Why'd they pull her from China? Why they? I mean, from Japan. Why'd they pull her from all these big? promotions that maybe you fucking haven't heard of that's not my fucking problem by the way and but you want to go ahead you want to go ahead and say some stupid shit like she is wwe made tell me one positive thing wwe did for her and then we you might even be able to have that comment to yourself one time because i have seen nothing of positive from her wwe run I barely saw any positive from her fucking NXT run. Let her go. Y'all don't know what she can do. Y'all don't give a fuck what she can do. I get it. Let her go flourish. Let TK pay her. Let her fucking get over because in two years when your fucking women's roster is depleted, you're going to be, oh, we shouldn't have fired all these. Fuck, we shouldn't have made everybody mad and want them to go fucking leave. Like hearing Tony, hearing Tony up and being gone makes me pray that fucking Candice LeRae is is the next like 
don't stay. Don't stay. I know she wants to go back to the style of wrestling she's done. I get she's getting ready to have a kid, and you know the money is great, but something tells me that wrestling itch is going to get her kind of like how it did with Brian. Yeah. And it's like I would love to see her in AEW. I'm I'm kind of hoping that they didn't update Tony's contract and she still has the the really short non compete clause that NXT guys get. <sighs> I fucking hope so, but she's been on the main for a minute. Yeah, but I mean, so was Alistair Black, and they completely forgot about his. Yeah, well, they're fucking. You know what? I was gonna say they are pretty dumb. Yeah. But no, yeah, um, she was she was great in NXT UK. She was uh, all right in NXT US. Never really won much. Um, and they yeah, they used her as a stepping stone more than anything. Yeah. And they just completely wasted her on SmackDown, throwing fucking pie in her face and shit. Oh yeah. Dude, the pine of the face is, is is living infamously in her head. Yeah. And it sucks. It's like, do you know who the like? It's like I hate to play to play that card, but it's like, do you know who the fuck you have? Do you understand the caliber of talent you truly have? That you're doing this slapstick bullshit from the fucking nineties. It, it's fine from the nineties when half your fucking roster is gimmick guys that nobody gives a half ass shit about. There are people on your roster, on your mid, lower mid card even, that people care about because we're invested in them from their work prior to coming to your bullshit company. And then you treat them like dog ass because you didn't make them. And then you wonder why they leave. Because mm. you treat them like dog ass. Like, they're going to have, like, I'm telling you, dude, they're going to have a fucking... Their roster is 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 tiny as it is. Yeah. I'm not going to be surprised if at some point next year their roster is under 50 people. Is it also any wonder that they all always have to bring in like legends in the women's world? Oh, no, because wait, they don't I'm have enough wrong. people on the roster. It's already under 50. Because they were talking shit about I guess they have a currently active or I think this is due to COVID. Uh, currently, like, 24 people active. I think it's probably because of COVID. Yeah, but still. Exactly. Maybe if they hadn't fired, like, 150 people. I, I mean... They'd have backup. I think Paul... My man, Paul Morales. If you guys don't remember Paul Morales, hearing that name, Paul Morales, go check the old-school retro rewinds. He's the, the man. Every now and again, he shows up. The Undertaker of the RWT. He'll show up every now and again and start posting some shit. And one of the ones he, one of the things he posted about was all of the fucking people that WWE has released over this past year, and the list is fucking huge, man. And of course, every WWE mark says that every single fucking a, uh, WWE guy that got released signed with AEW, and it's like, dude, I think it was barely a quarter, barely. Yeah. Um, well, last night, uh, Tony worked. A uh, triple threat match against Charlotte and Sasha at a house show, and she was supposed to be against Charlotte at day one. But you know what she was doing on uh, Sunday at a house show? Job chasing the twenty four seven title. Mm. And you wonder why she wants out. They're not stupid. You think they don't watch back the product? And realize these are a bunch of fucking geeks out here. 
I understand, you know, guys like Drew Gulak don't mind running for the 24-7 title. You know, uh, fucking uh, Akira Tozawa, guys like that. I get it, you know. I've, I don't know if I've said this on this show, but I've said it a lot in, in, in the TSK. And, and it, it show it, it's showing me, or I'm, I'm slowly starting to realize that there are some guys and, guys and gals in WWE that don't give a shit about money. No. And what I mean by that is, is they are willing to leave the big high dollar product company where I'm only working so many days a week and making all this money and blah, 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 blah. They want to go back to doing their craft. And there's going to be a bunch more of them ready to leave. And there's also going to be a bunch more of them ready to sign that next contract the second they hand it to them. Yeah. You know. Such as Kevin Owens. I mean, I love Kevin. I do. I get it. His kid's young. Mm -hmm. You know, all that shit. And then the reality is, is, is I look at it in, in the bright side. Three years, I swear, it's maybe since it's because I've gotten older. Three years is nothing. Three years is going to fly fucking by. But however, when it comes also comes down to that, if you're willing to sign with this company, they need to fucking push you. There is no point of re-signing this fucking talent to have them jump out to your quote-unquote stars. If you're going to keep them from making a decent living in a different company while getting over and making more merch money than they do fucking salary money, which is something you guys don't want them to do, put them the fuck over. Build them. Actually fucking use them. Like, I, I, I've, I've said it a bunch. I think I, I, we've yet to predict it. The fucking Kevin Owens... That's my pick right there for the world title one, dude. If that guy doesn't fucking win, what was the fucking point of signing, dude? And if it's financial stability, the last time I checked, dude, Tony Khan's pockets weren't very light. No. Maybe a little bit lighter so. after Tim Tebow, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Big Con's money, okay? You let Big Con worry about his bad spending. Um. Alright, so we'll obviously skip the women's title match. I mean, I'm I'm predicting they're probably going to replace Tony with Sasha, but uh, for now we're going to yeah, NA that one. That. Yeah, uh, NA, I like it. One women's match we do know is happening. There was Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan in a rematch for the Raw women's title. And, I, you know, same principle again. If Liv doesn't win, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. Again, you can't keep building people up to throw them down and wonder why they don't get over. It's 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 simple. It's as simple as the day is fucking long. So yeah, Liv is is it, it a fucking shoe in, or at least should be. God damn it! I mean, it it's not going to do wonders for her career just for winning the title, but I mean, they keep making this huge thing about how Becky's been a champion every day since uh, every active day since WrestleMania thirty five. Over five hundred right. active days as champion. If you're gonna make a big deal about it about Becky, then it's a big deal about it. Period. Yeah. So it's which means it's gonna it's a big deal. Guy rocket for Liv Morgan, which is something you need because you do not have stars. No. And they keep firing the women. <sighs> I really hope dude. they don't like drag this out any longer, and Becky wins, and then Liv has to win the Rumble. 
this is just such a handoff, dude. This is this is the fucking Patriots versus the Seahawks. I can't remember the Super Bowl. Should we run the ball or should we pass it? If you pass the ball, it's fucking you know, it's fucking uh, live losing and you you don't give a fuck. Fuck the dynasty. Blah 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 blah. If you run the ball, it's a guaranteed win. AKA give it to live and build a fucking star. Tell me a time that a star is being a star has been built has gone bad. I'll wait. Exactly. Well, build somebody. Yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to think. I can't think of anybody. I mean, I would say Cena, but most people kind of respect him now. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, I, I love the guy. Yeah. I can't. Uh... Again, you, you take him off my TV in a capacity where I don't have to see him beat everybody senseless. I can I can get behind him. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's got a good sense of humor. He's a good worker. I just I I don't like to see him bury young talent, and I'm I really don't like the fact that I can hear him all the fucking his whole match. <laughs> Drop toe hold. You know he's fucking loud. Speaking of like that was a. What was it that was Thunder Rosa and Jade, bro? They were loud too. I'm like, bro, I get it. Like, she she needs like direction, but can you fucking calm? Down? Can you quiet it down a little bit? Yeah, I I don't need to hear calls in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got Edge and the Miz in a pretty personal match. Um, first of all, I fucking hate the black blood baths. If you yeah, if you're not dumb. gonna do it properly, don't do it. Because it's not a bloodbath, exactly. it's goo. Yeah. You're dropping goo on motherfuckers. What is it, fucking Nickelodeon? Well, yes, but they can't get sued, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just please stop with the PG bloodbaths. But uh, I digress. It's like, well, I... It's like, dude, I we get what you're doing, okay? You're trying to go back, you're trying to... Oh, well, the history of Edge and the brood and the da-da-da-da. Dude, if you're going to fucking bring it up, then do it for fucking real. And if you're not, shut up and move on. Surely kids are, like, Googling this and seeing, like, the old school bloodbaths, like, the proper what, ones that the brood used to do, and they're like, oh, damn, that's cool. Edge is lame now. I'm going to say, what's so fucking wrong with that? What's so wrong with these kids going back and doing some history to see fucking vampires? You guys act like you guys were humping people. You know what I mean? It was fucking vampires and fake blood all the time. Yeah. That was cool. Nobody got busted open. They got blood dumped on them. Hoof. Oh, my God. Now, Gangrel used to spit blood over the first row. Yeah, it's true. I mean, obviously, you couldn't do that in 2021, but... COVID. COVID. Um, ah, uh, I mean, we got Maurice involved in this too. Uh, I, I don't know if you see it continuing past day one or if they're going to get well, like, yeah, Beth they got to bring Beth into it. Uh, so based on that, I'm going to say Miz. Fuck. I hate that. Uh, Cause I'm like, why the fuck are you going to beat edge? You know what I mean? But at the same time, you, <laughs> the guy's here, You're and then you got nobody. You're really going to get rid of him? 
Like you need people for the rumble. Yeah. So yeah, give me the Miz. If I Miz wins. Oh, that's um, that bad taste in my mouth after saying that. Miz wins. He and Edge come face to face in the rumble. Maurice enters the women's rumble. Beth returns and sets up a mania tag match. Ew. Bold, bold prediction. Only difference Ugh. is this time we're not going to get a proposal at the end of the match. Because they all already <laughs> married. Yeah. <laughs> I did think of that. <laughs> we're certainly not going to get a fake proposal. Hilarious. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Will you marry me again? Like, what? Uh, what a horror. Reese is like, bro, we got two kids. If you don't knock it off. Cringy moment. Poor bastards. Ah, okay, what we got left? We got the two heavyweight title matches, but we also got the Usos versus the New Day because they're the only fucking tag teams on SmackDown for the tag team titles. Dude, move Imperium up, man. Mm. Oh, God, why did I say that? You know what? Fuck it. There's no... Who else is there? I mean, I don't want to see MSK up there. I'm enjoying them. Imperium might actually work on the main... Anyway, um, for 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 a time, for a time. Uh, but give me the. Uh, I mean, fucking day one. It's basically named after them. So give me give me the Usos. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Oh, I mean, it's kind of named after both of them. Day one ish, New Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Honestly, I mean, it, one of these teams are always the tag team champions. So I really don't give a shit who wins. Uh, In no way, shape, or form do I blame you. It's just, what is the point? One of them's going to win it back at some point, so just keep it on the Usos for now. I don't I don't care. Really don't care. Just it's make the, it fucking simple and move on. It's the ultimate rerun match. Ugh. I love how you're so fuming about it. I, I could probably predict... A tag team title match on every pay-per-view for the next 12 months and I guarantee every single one is going to include at least one of these two teams you're not wrong <laughs> so in no way shape or form that that brings us to the two heavyweights um we'll go with the raw one first because we've all we've pretty much said Kevin Owens but Big E defending against Seth Rollins Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley yeah, I'm I'm stuck with Kevin Owens. If you're signing this fucking contract, win the fucking belt. Mm-hmm. Or, bold prediction time. Biggie wins. Kevin Owens goes ape shit and gets a rematch at the Rumble, and then wins. I I don't hate that. I want to see that mean streak in Kevin Owens again. The one that pretty much broke Sami Zayn in half. You know what? Yeah, that's the one real true side of Kevin we really haven't seen. Like, they've played him as a heel, and he's been a heel guy, but he's never been that killer, uh, malicious, you know, monotonous, just fucking just an asshole. And and, and it, we need that right now. So I, I, I like where you're dig- I like where you're going with that. You know, build it up, finish it off at a big show. I dig it, you know. But I'm still going with KO. All right. Uh, so main events, possibly. Um, Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against Brock Lesnar. Roman no longer has Paul Heyman. We still don't know for sure if Paul Heyman is in Brock's corner. There's rumors going around that Paul's done. Um, 
But there's also been a report going around for a couple of weeks that they have some kind of big finish for this match, which is going to, quote, make us want one more rematch. First off, don't ever tell me how you think I'm going to come out and feel, okay? That, I was, Especially that's about a WWE match. That's disrespectful. I have never in a million years thought to myself, oh, I'm going to watch this match, and I bet you I'm going to want to watch another one. No. It's a fucking it's a it's a feeling that happens, you know, uh, what's the organically? That's the fucking word I was I couldn't yeah. think of it. As it's an organic feeling. You can't force it. And then if you're gonna say stupid shit like that, you're already making me think that I'm like, you're gonna it's gonna be fuckery. Good old fashioned fuckery. And by fuckery, I mean like it's probably gonna be like Paul Heyman not really being on Brock's side and oh, we're gonna fuck Brock and Oh, Brock's gonna beat up Heyman and oh this and and it. Yeah, he took. A I probably already fucking Friday figured it out. Yeah, exactly. I just. Um, but I I, I can say stupid shit. I can categorically say not once in the last six years have I said I really want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. No, I don't. But then. The human in me makes you know wants me to think about Roman's fucking health, and this is this going to be a healthy environment for him to be in, with considering the fact that WWE is absolutely COVID-ridden. Yeah, and apparently no longer tested. Third, what? Oh, did you not see that one? No, that's stupid. Yeah, apparently tests are no longer required by the talent. I don't. I don't. I hate to to spin this into a different thing, but I that's that's fucking asinine. Um, as somebody that covers the NFL to a degree, um, it's fucking riddled the NFL. Riddled the NFL. Uh, last week, last Sunday's games, there was somewhere just shy of a hundred players out. A hundred players out. Okay, forcing guys from practice squads, some guys off the fucking street to be signed, forced onto a team and thrown into a game, say, because we have to fill a roster. Fucking COVID right now is no goddamn joke. No goddamn joke. And they're fucking testing daily in the NFL. And you're going to tell me in a even more of a contact sport where I can very easily swallow your spit, your sweat, or heaven forbid, your fucking blood, and we're not going to fucking test? Especially after this past weekend. Un, unsafe work environment. Sloppy shop. Sloppy fucking shop. Just, that's an that's embarrassing. I get it, dude. I, I mean, I, I understand, you know the hatred of this whole thing and you know whatever this is some real conspiracy shit compare it comes conspiracy theory shit really fucking is stupid i pray for that whole roster right i mean i'm sorry to put it so vague like that dude but again i I've talked about it twice already. This, this thing isn't a fucking gimmick. Like I said, if we're as easily to catch it hanging out on fucking vacation, you can catch it from fucking tying up with somebody. 
you know? So the least, the least they need to be doing is testing for their own fucking sanity. Yeah, and it literally takes 20 minutes, if that. <sighs> I mean, hell, you've made 200-something million dollars. The fucking the test shouldn't cost you nothing. <laughs> budget cuts. Budget that, cuts. That's what all the budget ass. cuts are for. Oh, yeah, so we can pay for the COVID tests but, uh... that we don't use anymore. Like, they ran a house show in MSG this past week, and it was, like, half empty. Yeah, because fucking COVID is wild in New York. Especially because our insider DC out there says it. And if he says it, shit. Yeah, but... I uh, know it's bad. But hey, let's stop testing, because... <laughs> because fuck it, right? Because that way we can't keep telling people these guys tested positive and we can't do this or this... Stupid. Fucking stupid. All right, so uh, you you're going for reigns. I'm going for reigns, and yeah, it'll be a Roman thing. And then we'll get, I, I guess, a rematch at the Rumble. Probably. All right, I guess. I mean, uh. well, that's day one. So before we close out, um, let's find out who's the geek of the week. At, 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 at this point, it's probably Vince McMahon. But uh... <laughs> No, God, this is a great one. Hit the music one time. All right. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking head with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Geek of the Week goes to somebody that has... He's deserved this for for weeks coming. I don't know what what has uh, persuaded me to, to ignore this man and his just dreadful, dreadful, dreadfulness. But fucking Von Wagner, Von Wiener, Von... <laughs> you're fucking terrible. Dude, like, he had a fucking squash match. On fucking NXT against a dude that looked like a million bucks compared to him. And this guy was getting his ass kicked. And he looked like a million fucking dollars. The fucking, this goddamn Vogue Wagner, he's, he's hitting the ropes wrong. He's fucking up clotheslines. He's fuck. He hit a vertical. Was it a, a, a vertical suplex or some kind of fucking suplex or whatever? And he over rotated so hard the guy fucking knees damn near hit him in the chest. Like he could have fucking stood up if he really just half rotated. Like I'm like, it's when you're big, strong, unsafe, and green as goose shit. It fucking is problems. Nothing but fucking problems. Even the fucking fans in NXT, the paid fans in NXT, booed your ass. They fucking said, this match sucks, and you suck. Von Wagner, Geek of the Week, come back next week for the fucking plate's still full. <laughs> Goddamn. Fair enough. I don't know how you missed it. Hot garbage. <laughs> well, all right then. Um, and now for the wrestler of the week. And it doesn't even need debating. There's absolutely no question about it. 
you need a rest for the week this week. Send Hook. Send Hook, baby. Damn, that kid's impressive. Just fucking A, man. Like you talked about earlier, the strength, the suplexes, and just making it look so effortless for a guy that's, what was it, 120 pounds soaking wet? Like 180. <laughs> I gave him some credit, like 187. The kid's under 200 pounds. He's well under 200 pounds. He suplexes people with fucking ease. And no, I'm not talking about light ass fuego. I'm talking about big ass Bronson, fucking uh, Bear Bronson, okay? Fuck, man. M fucking impressive. Ooh, I, I I need more. He he's actually two hundred and one pound. Oh fuck you! <laughs> Love it though. <laughs> Love it. He doesn't look six foot. The one either. pound is just to spite me. Nah, nah. There's no way he's six foot. Bullshit. Have you seen his dad? He's six, fo- bro. His dad is five four on a good day. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I also thought Hook was his real name. You trying to tell me that's not his real no, name? No, his name's Tyler. No, fuck that shit. I want to be the fucking teacher. Hook. There you go. That's my guy. First off, this, uh, this is well off topic. You tell me you go to high school, your name's Hook. You ain't going to get laid like a motherfucker. Right. right? You, you can get, like, just off the name alone, they're going to give you some pussy. Just saying. Wow. Did, did you ever know Taz's real name? It's going to be something weird, isn't it? It's Peter. Okay, thank God. I was about to say, it's going to be like something like Sebastian, huh? His name's Pete. Taz, Taz, he's a Peter. He's a Peter. He's a Peter. He's Peter, I'm calling Peter. I'm, find, I'm, I'm right here. So I'm much, Peter. But I think the biggest disappointment is finding out Hook isn't his real name. He's Tyler. He's a... He's still, he's still he's Hook, Hook to me, damn oh. it. Why, dude, that should be his fucking name. Ty Hook. Ty Hook, yes. That's fucking great. <laughs> so, Hook's your wrestler of the week. Von Wagner is your geek of the week. And your week is complete. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media and Max Wrestling UK. And a huge thank you, as always, to everybody on SoundCloud. Don't forget the website, maxrassing.net. You can follow us at the captain 512 and at Podnet. Now, listen up, you Pensionite geeks, because here's what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So the official date for the new the beginner guide to Wrestle Kingdom 16 drops on New Year's Day. Why New Year's Day? Because why the fuck not New Year's Day? The reality is, is I have not yet finished all of my work for it. I got I went like a, a little too in. I want to say a little too in depth. I kind of explained what what the Wrestle Kingdom event was about. I went super in-depth into some of the feuds, talked about how they love to promote six-mans. I gave uh, full-blown predictions for night one and two. I'm not going to do night three just because I don't know that much of Noah to to be that confident in in guessing those. So, But I'm going to give two full nights of predictions. As far as Bolt Ranch stuff, it is literally – some of it is processing right now. More of it will be processing later this afternoon – there's going to be, if I do this correctly, three episodes dropping today. Two of one, one about draft, one about free agency. One is the review from the Texans game. Friday drops the preview for the Broncos game, and of course, like I said, Saturday drops the uh, beginner's guide to Wrestle Kingdom 16, and then of course next week we come back with the video. 
So we got to get ready for that. And and I got to take my my little bit of time here. And because I ha- because it's been announced and we have to talk about it, Promo League is coming back. Don't be afraid to be a part of Promo League. Okay, this is this is the guy that two years ago would go around telling everybody I'm not a promo who has gone on to be multiple time promo champion. Mm. Okay, you got to the only way you know if you got it is to get in here and give it a try. We've had awesome first timers that have come in and shocked the fucking world. Hell, fucking Travis the Walker Anderson was one of those first timers that came in and shocked the world. Okay, Nikola was just one that shocked the world. What was uh, my man? Uh, Joan was a Joan. What was his name? Uh, the guy that went against oh, Ronald, me, Ronald Hill. Ronald Hill. Guy came in, didn't know a lick of shit about nobody. Shocked the fucking world. You can do this. Have your confidence. Come in. Let's do this thing. Let's make fucking promo league fun, entertaining, and most of all, a fair and fun place to be. Yeah, and I emphasize fair because it's going to be very different this time. There's no votes or anything. You don't even have to win. It's oh. just all exhibitions. You get a point for calling somebody out, and then you both get a point if the other guy accepts, and then that's it. You just do a promo exhibition. So this is this is li- quite literally your perfect opportunity to practice promos. That way, heaven forbid, somebody beats the Phoenix, and you got to cut one every every month. Yeah. By the way, Phoenix, I'm waiting, motherfucker. He, he won at the perfect time because... Um, the rumble falls within a month, so he doesn't really need to cut a promo. Ah, why are you telling that? <laughs> I wanted him to sweat and get a promo ready. Well, you know, the funny thing is he still has the Iron Bank. He's got, oh, two, he's got two championships plus the Iron Bank. He's, he is literally Phoenix Scots at yep. all. Um, so, one last thing. A couple of months ago, we announced Mike Larkin had decided to leave his regular co-host spot. But you haven't really heard from him since. Uh, he was at the Maxis, but he, you know, that was about it. So uh, to close the show, Mike has provided uh, his final statement. And with that said, we will see you at it ready this week. Next motherfucker week, motherfucker. Uh, next week, we will be all Vidya. After six years, Max Wrestling finally becomes an all video podcast. So make sure you're here next week. And go watch some wrestling, then come back and listen to us talk about it. Well, watch us talk about it next week. Goodbye, and good night. Bye. Coming at that ass next week with the Vidya for the 2SK from your ears in the hearts. We love you, too sweet it. Vidya. You know, around this time back in 2014, my best friend Steve Nicoforo and I were sitting around New Year's Eve and he goes, Mike Larkin, we should start a podcast. And I said, you know what, why not? You know what, we were talking about it. I was a little apprehensive at first, but I got to thank Steve because if we didn't start it, then I wouldn't be the podcast machine as Dazzy Dangerously has called me for numerous years. All I wanted for my 23rd birthday in 2015 was a podcast microphone, and I got it, and thus in the summer of 2015, Steve and I put out our first episode of the S&M show, the Steve and Mike show, the Stevie Nicks experience, the pop culture history podcast, the golden age of everything, everything would 
coming to fruition right after that. And I've always wanted to provide a variety for people when it comes to podcasting. And I got a chance to do that, and I'm still doing that, and I'm forever grateful for it. In 2016, I started making appearances for Max Wrestling. 2017, I became a captain, a featured co-host. And it's been a fun four years doing the Max Wrestling podcast each and every week. And it's one of those things where it's a variety. You know, it's trivia. We had promos. We had a lot of great stuff going, Max. You got my interviews. We have the net picks. We gave you everything in a variety. And I loved it. But I've always been the knowledge guy on this show. And I love wrestling. I've loved it since I was 10 years old. I've been watching it for 20 years. It's something that I love the art form of it, and it's something that I'm very passionate about. And this year um, was a very tough year for me. I had tried to end my life twice. By the grace of God, I'm still here, and I think the reason I'm still here is because it's not my time. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here to touch people's hearts and be that positive light in people's lives. And I already knew that, but I needed to be reminded again. And I'm so grateful for Nicola, Robert, Dazzy, Moe, Trav, Britt, Steve, my brothers at the HeelCast, and everyone that checked in on me and wanted to help me because I was blowing a lot of people off. Okay, and I'll say this right now, I was a flat-out asshole. I was in a very bad mental state. I was very negative. I was living a sad and miserable existence. And for that, I will forever be ashamed and I will forever be sorry for. But I've gotten myself out of that. And I feel good. I feel like I'm me again. I feel like when I first started doing this stuff with Steve. I feel like I, when I first started doing Max. And I felt like when I started doing the Pop Culture History Podcast. Working with Brit, Working with Christy Knowings from all that. Working with Ty Emery, having guests that really coincide professional wrestling and pop culture, which is two things that I love. But the ultimate knowledge that I've gained over the years is who I am, what I'm supposed to do, what my purpose is, and my knowledge how to better myself if I'm in a obstacle or in a circumstance that's very dire. And I've obtained a lot of knowledge this last year, and I've obtained a lot of knowledge over the years, and that's what I try to do with my platform. And with knowledge, the knowledge that I've obtained as well is I know when my time is up, and I know when I'm done. And with that being said, I'm retiring from trivia competitions, and I'm retiring from the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's something that I've loved doing for five years. And for me, I've done it all. I've done and accomplished everything I've wanted to accomplish. I've competed in a lot of great trivia bouts, promo bouts, and I'm very, very grateful and appreciative of who I've got to work with. And a lot of them are my brothers and my sisters outside of the podcast auspices. So for me, y'all are always going to be my friends. And I love each and every one of you to death. We have so many unique people that have competed in max contributed to max and i look at it from a stance as grateful appreciative and honored to be a part of something that is a variety and something that is unique 
when it comes to podcasting. And I made a dear friend in Dazzy Dangerously, who I know is going to be a great dad. And I cannot wait to see his child blossom into a wonderful, wonderful adult. And I think it's one of those things where it comes to children, it's a blessing. And there's nothing like putting a smile on a child's face. That, my friends, is the ultimate gift and the ultimate reward, is being a parent. And I look forward to seeing uh, Dazzy get to do that. And I'm very, very happy for both you and Becca, man. Um, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss this very much. But I need to do what's best for me. And this is the decision I need and I want to make. So with that being said, the podcast machine is going to continue to move forward. And the podcast machine is going to keep doing what he is known for doing. Is that putting out great content, great interviews, and just entertaining and touching people's hearts. Like I've done with Max and like I've done with everything in my 29 years of being on this planet that we call Earth. God bless you all. And continue, not just with this podcast, but in life, to take it to the max. I'll see you down the road. Thank you.